Welcome to the High Frequency Females Podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always, thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us, it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind, it means we all need to heal, face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Hello, all you high frequency females and human beings. Welcome to 2023. I know we are, the month is gone, January is gone, and you know, so much has changed since I last released an episode and I've got a few amazing episodes ready to launch. But wow, how is your 2023? It's, uh, I don't know about you, but I just feel that this year has a completely different energy if you so choose. I have changed my mindset and what I'm looking forward to 2023 is absolutely amazing. Uh, So, you know, if you follow me on my socials at all, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that have been changing and moving in my life at the moment, which is for me absolutely amazing. And I know these tools and things that I'm bringing to the world is going to help you so much so much more too. So you're probably thinking, Tiana, what the hell are you even on about? You know, years ago, I actually did a little course with the Enneagram and the last year or two, I've really been diving deep into what I could do moving forward for you guys. And I think this can help. So I've done a little bit more training Um, And I've got more training coming up as well. Uh, You know, I've done my life coaching certification and I've got so much more happening in that world too. You know, I finished my my crystal and chakra healing course. I'm starting to get more in-depth with my Reiki as well. So that is an offering I'd be able to help you. So this year, it's all about coaching, life coaching, the Enneagram, how that can enhance you. I'm going to be diving deeper into the crystals, the woo-woo, the Reiki, and even been chatting to some really amazing human beings that you know have so many different modalities to myself that I really want to help you raise your vibration so you can live at a high frequency and just surround yourself with the most beautiful energies that you choose to surround yourself with let's elevate your life I know I'm elevating mine and I want you to join me on this journey too So today's episode is a solo with myself and we're going to be diving into the Enneagram. Now this episode is going to be completely just an overview of what the Enneagram is, what it looks like, 
the nine different personality types just so you can, you know, start to evolve with us. I'd love for you to know your own Enneagram uh, type as well. It'll help elevate you so, so much because knowing my Enneagram type has really elevated my life. So the Enneagram is this amazing and unique personality typing tool that can help you understand why you think and feel and behave the way that you do. You know, there are nine different personality types and each has a main dominant type uh, and that's the core of your personality. So with each of these nine types, it's differentiated by the core motivation, strives and fears. So if you don't know what the Enneagram is, I'd love for you to quickly jump on your phone or when you can go back and have a look at what that Enneagram symbol and what it looks like as well because you know, you have to think of it almost like a clock with the nine at the top, then moving clockwise nine all the way back through to the nine at the top. You're going to see arrows, you're going to see triads. There's so much more in depth it is, but have a look at those symbols because it'll help when we dive a little bit deeper as well. It's so interesting. And before we jump into the different nine types, I really want to stress to you that, you know, no no type is better than another. We all have amazing qualities. And I hate to say, oh, these are your weaknesses, but they're areas of opportunity. And if my my friend Shay is listening, yes, it's a management tool of area of opportunity. She pays me out on the daily. Every time something negative pops up, I'm always like, oh, well, that's a learning or an area of opportunity. So, ha ha, yes, I get it. That's my years of management. And maybe that's because my personality uh, dominant type is a seven and we always look at the positive of every situation. So, let's dive in. What the Enneagram type one. Now, when I go through these you probably will think, oh, that's me in type one or I'm type three. Now, what I want you to do is really have a bit of a listen because all nine types do live within us. Uh, but what really chooses your type or makes you identify your type uh, is really that core longing, that core fear, you know, that is what's going to really drive home of what what style is yours you know for a long time I was actually mistyped as as the eight now that is actually my dominant wing so you know I took all these different tests and yes those online tests are absolutely amazing but you know it's quite easy to be mistyped that's why it is important to go see a Enneagram consultant or coach because they're really going to dig deeper into those core motivations so or even if you're looking at it and you take one of those assessments I'll, I'll attach a few assessment options in the notes just so if you want to jump on but what I would recommend is actually even speaking to someone or hit me up I'm happy to help you for free um, but definitely jump on and do your research and have a look at you know the deeper levels of you know those what your stress arrows are and you know what your triads are or your three instincts as well. Okay, so let's jump in to that Enneagram type one. So the type one is known as the improver or reformer, depending on, you know, what angle you're looking at um, or what program or type you choose um, each, each um, 
sort of coach or system will call it something different sometimes. So what that type one is, they're honest, they're reliable, they're productive, principled, fair, orderly, detailed. They are the perfectionists and they can be really self-disciplined. So they are really motivated to live a life that is, you know, live rightly and, you know, they're wanting a just and true moral world, you know, they will be loyal, dedicated, um, but they're going to be very sort of well balanced, they're definitely good humoured, every type one that I know is it's got a really good humour and is sarcastic, can be a little bit <laughs> passive aggressive in their jokes as well, even though they're never like they're quite um, front like forward with when they need to be aggressive. Um, so, you know, these people are very professional. You know, they are going to want all their facts. They're very practical in what they want. Um, and it's always going to be the right way. You know, they're going to want to, you know, be the most efficient they can be. And, you know, what's really frustrates them is when they're trying to make decisions but they don't have all the facts or you know they're giving the runaround they want to have clear expectations because they want to just run to the end goal and do everything step by step perfectionist at their core so a really good uh, development opportunity is to learn to sort of take a breath relax and just really identify when they need to take time for themselves and know that they're not letting anyone down or their work or you know no one's going to see them differently for taking that time for themselves because you know you're going to become really irritated by when things aren't going your way and you know they are definitely ego driven so you know, they really need to recognise when, you know, people are bringing things up that it's not an attack of their ego. Um, you know, they, they're they really amazing human beings and the world cannot live without them. They're really good to have on teams as well. Now, when we look into the Enneagram core motivations for that type one, um, you know, they really, and I want to say this too at the start, is that, you know, normally with your core motivations, they're pretty much broken into two main groups, your core desires and your core fears. And they're almost like the opposite of each other sometimes. So, you know, the the fear of not being one, like for example, for the type, type one, you know, their core fear is being bad or wrong, where their core desire is to be good and to be right. So, you know, for that type one, it's their fear of being bad or wrong or unethical or immoral, you know, or in, you know, evil. They are wanting to be good. They want to be good. Now, their, their core desire is being good and being right. So, they want to really be correct and responsible, appropriate, accurate and ethical. So see where they're, they're, the, they're one in the same, they're the opposite of each other. Now with the triad, which is really quite interesting. Now I'm sorry for the type one because I have to 
break down what um, you know each thing is, but the triad is broken up into three. So your triad is your four. The type one is the gut. Who also live in the gut is the eight, nine, and one. So that is your instinctive center. So the gut triad copes with the dominant emotion of anger or rage. Um, and in the way that they respond to things is their gut feeling or their physical sensations. So how the one sort of deals with this anger is they're going to try to repress or try to control their anger because they don't like to lose control, which means they're going to try to control themselves especially their impulses and their anger. They'll try to, you know, yes, everyone explodes no matter what type you are sometimes, but, you know, they're going to try to hold it in, really evaluate how they feel at all times. Everything they do is going to be calculated and calculated is not always a bad thing. They're just measuring, is it worth having that discussion? Is that worth it? Because, you know, they are going to dig deep because, like, if I start being aggressive it's like picking your battles and I know a type one in my life that always says pick your battles pick your battles and that comes from that number one that gut instinct now let's jump to that Enneagram type two how exciting the type twos are beautiful human beings my nana is actually a type two they are helpful caring generous adaptable insightful they're enthusiastic they're supportive self-sacrificial and in tune with others so they're really motivated by trying to help the people around them uh you know they're going to be attentive you know they the type of people that you know if they see you struggling with something they're the first people that are going to jump in and try and help you they are generous and warm and playful and quite nurturing these people make beautiful and amazing grandparents and aunties uh, they want to make other people feel special and loved. They're amazing at Christmas time. <laughs> um, so get twos in your life. <laughs> but they oft, often, um, you know, to prefer to work with people. They don't want to ever work sort of alone. They want to cultivate really amazing people around them. They develop friendships really quickly um, and they really guard their friendships fiercely as well. Um, Amazing. But you know what? They can also become overloaded um, and take on too much work as well because they want to – they're quite um, self-sacrificial and they don't like to, you know, self-promote. They'll always want to help. So what's a really good uh, area of opportunity for the type two was to be sort of really conscious of why you're helping people and and really look at, you know, why you are. You know, you really need to communicate um, your intentions of why you're wanting to help and be willing to accept that not everyone's going to want your help and that's not got, is not an attack on you in any means whatsoever they're not rejecting you and you know sometimes you know the type 2 can be quite um uh passive aggressive sometimes as well because they they get quite hurt when you don't want their help or need their help um 
Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I sort of wandered off in my own little head then for a second. <laughs> but again, that is a thing for the type 7 has to deal with. Um, now, with the type 2, their core motivations is their fears and their desires and their core fear is being unwanted or unloved they want to feel helpful they want to feel appreciated so you know the twos want to feel like they're needed there and then they do become quite needy too their core desire obviously is the opposite of that they want to be wanted and loved uh, they want to feel appreciated. They hate feeling underappreciated as well. So really, with you've got twos in your life, really say to them, thank you so much. I appreciate you. They want to be seen as kind and helpful people. They're amazing for in the community as well. So if they're, they'll want to donate their time, they want to help their community, they're going to want to help their churches or religions or whatever is important to them, whether it's family, friends, the community. Now, the type two, they're in the heart triad, the feeling centre. So like I said, the type one is in the gut. They are going to really have a look at wanting to it's shame shame is their underlying you know feeling so how the two try to deal with that is they attempt to try and control their shame they want to wanting to convince themselves that they are good people they're loved by people they're focusing on positive feelings um for others while you know repressing their negative feelings uh they're not going to want to feel that anger or resentment or if they're not being appreciated, they try to uh, control their shame by telling themselves that, yes, I'm wanted, I am loved. So, yeah, that's the type two, incredible human beings. Now, the Enneagram type three, the achiever. These are, again, amazing people to have on your team because they are success-orientated, they are driven, they are efficient, optimistic, pragmatic, confident, adaptable, energetic, focused, and highly competitive. You might find a lot of business owners are that type three, the entrepreneurs. They might feel like they want to just keep achieving. They see so much value in what they are doing and want to keep achieving, achieving, achieving. So they are motivated by the need to be productive. They want to be seen as successful and to avoid failure at all costs. They're playful, responsible, but they're also well regarded in their community and their peers. That's super important. They're also extremely hardworking and goal orientated as well. They are driven by wanting to get the job done. They are amazing at setting goals for themselves as well. Um, they're amazing. And they also have this unique ability for sizing up tasks and really understanding how things work, how their teams work. Um, and you know what? Sometimes you know, they really have to see the value in who they are as human beings and you aren't your success and you aren't your business. So areas of opportunity or development opportunities for that type three is to really work on co cooperating in the relationships. You're not in it alone. And, you know, taking the time to pause in your life, in your busy life and smell those roses. It's okay to do that. And by taking a break, you know, 
there's so much value in that because, you know, your friends and family and yourself deserve to be happy and not run down all the time because you are trying to reach those goals. You know, enjoy the journey. It's it's an amazing journey that what you've created. Stop and smell those roses. Um, yeah, you're amazing, amazing human beings. So the type three is core motivation. So with the core motivations, um, you know, you're... Your fear is not being valued and not being admired. And so your core desire is that, is to be valued and admired. So, you know, you want to feel feel worthy and because the fear of wor- a worthy, uh, being worthless and a failure or not valued or admired, not successful or inefficient. You know, you want to be successful. You want to be admired and you want to be praised. So the type three lives in that heart center again, the feeling center. So again, your do, uh, your dominant emotion of the of the heart feeling center is again shame. Now, how threes deal with that shame is they deny their shame. You know, you're going to be out of touch uh, of those underlying feelings of inadequacy. You learn to sort of co- uh, cope with that shame by trying to become what you believe or what the society thinks is acceptable. So you make a really big effort of trying to hide behind creating businesses and your cars and all that kind of thing. You know, you have probably this driven relentlessness in the pursuit of trying to be what looks like to be you know, successful because you don't want to have those feelings of shame or or failure for that matter. But you've got this. Once you know your type and those development opportunity and by digging deep into what makes you you, there's so much power in that and being able to be aware of what, what can change, there's so much power in that. So the Enneagram type four... Wow, the type four, my partner Justin is the type four and he is a four inside and out. So let's have a look at what that four is and that is the individualist or the originalist. They are expressive, they're authentic, they're warm, compassionate, they're intense, creative, intuitive, supportive and refined in their mind. So what does that mean? They don't want to be ordinary. They have a, a deeper desire to search for the deeper meaning of life and to really experience a life of authenticity. They want to be authentic. Um, but at the same time, they are wanting to be understood. These people, because they struggle a little bit with their, you know, being an individual and living with authentic is that they become quite empathetic towards other people, especially in relationships. So they're very supportive and gentle and kind, but can be quite passionate and witty behind closed doors as well. They want to really cultivate beautiful and meaningful relationships and have harmony in their lives. And they have such a beautiful gift of being able to help other people and identify when people are struggling and they really have this amazing ability to see the beauty of what's in this world. And they're amazing human beings. Obviously, I'm biased because I think Justin is amazing. All right. So the development opportunities or area of opportunities is trying to 
really not wait for the time is right to really go for things. They keep putting things off. So commit to yourself. Have that commitment and the respect for yourself to put things in motion. And no matter how big or small it is, go for it. By contributing to society just the way you are is amazing. You know, you don't ever wait till you're ready to challenge something. You know, a lot of fours will hold back because they're not ready or they're waiting to have, you know, so much in their bank account or they're waiting for, you know, to be in a better mood to, to achieve this, I don't know, task or goal. So there's a lot, a lot of work to do in that mind and soul, as does every type, don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, so really developing that your mind and your healthy self-disciplined is really super important. So let's have a look at the core motivations for that four. So their core fear and desire is really to, you know, their fear is being without significance and having no meaning in this life. They they really want to be authentic and find the meaning and have purpose in their life. You know, they want to, they don't want to be common. They don't want to be Lord and they want to be appreciated for the human beings that they are and to be uniquely themselves in every situation you're special to find your your own place in the world and have that purpose is what you are driven by so the type four so you're you live in the heart triad as well the feeling center again that dominant emotion is shame now how the fours Um, try to work with it is you try to control your shame so the fours control your shame by trying to focus on how unique and special your talents are and who you are as a human being and your feelings and your how you like to differentiate yourself from others as well so um, you really want to highlight those individuality and creativity in a way that's dealing with shameful feelings um you know, and sometimes it's really hard for the force because you want to always go back to, well, this person has it better than me and so to succumbing to feelings of inadequacy. You know, there's so, so much work there too. You are amazing. And again, when you identify that, that's where you start to move forward. So the Enneagram type five, the sage or the observer. So that means your intellectual, perceptive, Uh, independent, analytical, your persevering, sensitive, wise, objective and self-contained. So the type five is, yeah, they're motivated by needing to know and understand everything. Like the type fives are amazing to have on your work team because, you know, but they want to work by themselves. (laughs) They're kind, they're open-minded, self-sufficient, so self-sufficient, and they're really extremely trustworthy in any relationship, whether that is uh, friendship, romantic, and even in working relationships as well. They are amazing with, you know, numbers. They have great analytical skills. They're really good at, you know, problem solving in team and working environments and and in relationships as well because they're independent thinkers but still take on the information of others. They will be quite reserved in meetings sometimes because they are taking on all that information to make really the right decision. They want all the information to make it because 
they're, they're great. They pay so much attention, so much attention. Uh, attention. Now, the development opportunities for that type five is, you know, learning to notice when how you're thinking and speculating takes you out of that conversation. Like I said, in meetings, they'll sit back, but to try and stay connected, not drift off and, you know, really try and stay focused when you're getting all that information. Um, and, and also dealing with, uh, you can be quite nervous energy, especially when you are speaking up. So what's really good with dealing with that is trying to focus on, you know, mindful exercise such as yoga or walking, you know, and being able to not get caught up so much in your head and really getting advice from someone whose judgment you, you know, you trust when you're needing to get that feedback, whether that's in your personal relationship, you know, you really want to cultivate really amazing relationships on trust um you know and enough to sort of have that healthy debate as well and that's what will by having those meaningful relationships you know that have that that friendly debate will help give you energy and also gain help you gain a better perspective of of you know that environment especially when you do check out so your enneagram type five uh your core motivation so with the core motivation this one we actually move over as well um so the core fear and core desire is being invaded or being overwhelmed or you know really being micromanaged you hate being micromanaged so because you want to your core desire is to be competent and to be capable your biggest fear is being you know incompetent or incapable and not having all that knowledge and making uneducated guess because you don't want to be helpless and ignorant and you don't want people to invade your space so what you strive for is to be confident and capable and have all the knowledge and be educated just so you can be that self-sufficient especially in that workplace so you can make well-informed decisions now you are in the head triad with this one and that's the thinking the thinking center so the type five your dominant emotion is fear and that's how you you know respond to you know how you think and analyze things so you so the type fives with that fear they will express their fear by withdrawing so what happens is that when you fear the outer world of you know what's happening you you try to withdraw just to cope with what's happening and with that you withdraw from the world and relationships and that's when you can become quite secretive and isolate yourself so yeah that is the type five now moving to the type six the loyalist this is my mom my mom is a type six she is loyal cautious likable caring warm extremely hardworking, witty practical helpful and responsible so the type six is motivated by the need to find and create security so they want their environment to be warm playful open they're extremely loyal to those around and supportive of all the people they care about they are honest and they are fair they're really reliable in relationships as well you can count on them i can count on my mum. she is absolutely amazing um they're amazing and cooperative in teams and a reliable team member my mum is probably the most competitive person on a team she never wants to let her team down that's including family as well um 
they're extremely um, wanting to hold on to tradi- uh, traditions and, you know, they are ready to take on new paths as well. So they like a little bit of change there as well for the better, but obviously they, as long as there's security within that, they're always looking out for danger and preparing for that, especially what's around the corner. So being that I live in far north Queensland, Australia, it was always good to have a mum, especially in cyclone season. <laughs> that is a tight six, you know, you will always be prepared. Um, now the development opportunities for that type six is they tend to overreact when they are under stress and especially when they feel anxious Yes, mum, that is you if you are listening. (laughs) Um, So this means learning to sort of deal or identify when you are overreacting and really, you know, in relationships and arguments, have that assessment of, should I have said that? Like, how could have I said that better? Um, And having that a support person as well that you can talk through that are not involved in those situations because that'll help you too. Um. Yeah, and always just when you have that fear in your heart that something's happened, break it down, create that list because being in your mind, you might things, think things are a lot worse than what they actually are and to be able to reassess that is super important and you can't always manage external events. Things are going to happen like cyclones or people's behaviour. Um, you, you know, you can't control that. So being able to get in touch with what you are able to control will be super important so working on becoming more trusting within yourself and in in your instincts as well is super super important so let's jump into the type six core motivations so the core motivations for the type six is their fear is to be without support and without security. So therefore their core desire is to be secure and to be supported. So what that looks like is the six really fear, you know, being without guidance and security and being alone as well or feeling abandoned. So they really want to feel safe, secure, protected. They want to be able to in work relationships and tasks really feel like they've got the support of their boss to make those decisions or or their team Um, and they want to be reliable as well this will help with that now with the uh, triad for the type six they're in the head center as well the thinking center now how they deal with that dominant emotion of fear is they try to turn it into you know, the outside world for security. So the sixes will sort of have a fear of all the uh, head triad types. So, you know, it is, you know, they're going to have that really big anxiety um, and be out of touch with the senses of their inner knowing and confidence. So they will have difficulty trying to, you know, trust themselves. And like I said before, is trusting in your intuition is super, super important. So they're going to be constantly looking for the outside for something to make them feel secure, Um, especially uh, if that's a partner. They need to learn to, you know, find security in yourself and your work and create that environment that you feel safe. So, you know, nothing can be taken away from you. Um, You know, they what you might find these people is they'll fall into religion or beliefs to really – 
get that um, sense of security. They'll look to their relationships, jobs, savings, sort of a combination of all of those things they will look at sort of adding into their lives to make themselves feel secure feel more secure but for the type sixes I can't stress enough that you have all the security you need in yourself you are whole you can support yourself in every decision you're an amazing human being and you know of what's within you're so powerful even just within your own skin you are amazing now the Enneagram type 7, the enthusiast and if you haven't already noticed or heard at the start of this podcast, the type 7 is me and that is the enthusiast. Um, so the type 7, obviously enthusiastic, fun-loving, scattered. Um, we love to be spontaneous, imaginative, uh, productive, quick, confident, charming and curious. So, so curious. So for myself, I'm a addicted to travel obviously and just finding the next best thing always because we are motivated to feel happy we're chasing that dopamine we want to have enjoyable activities and we want to avoid feeling trapped we hate being you know in that emotional suffering and in pain we're going to try to be light-hearted generous outgoing caring and fun we love being around new people and new friends and loved ones and new experiences and adventures too. And we generally generally try to juggle so many different things and careers and jobs all at the one time. Hello, I'm doing coaching, working my amazing full-time job and doing a podcast. That's because I love new and exciting things all the time. (laughs) We're also extremely quick-minded and we're able to pick up and learn things really, really quickly. Um, And we can see things, you know, through optimism and, you know, we generally express things with a childlike astonishment as well. Um, And we obviously see life as this beautiful and amazing gift. You know, we like to relax as well. We're good-humoured, you know, we're sunny and playful, you know, but at the same time, there is a balance of that where we do need to retreat. We do need to take that time for ourselves as well. You're probably thinking, I haven't seen you out in ages, Tiana. Um, yeah, that's because I'm like studying a million things. So, you know, by doing things, it's about keeping yourself busy. Now, the development opportunities for that type seven is that we can be quite impulsive, really impulsive and you know by really tapping into our impulsiveness and really being able to identify when you know an emotion or a habit is you know impulsive being able to pick that up and being able to let go of those impulses and really you know letting them pass We also like to overspend as well. I know that I am really bad. And, you know, you'll have your things that you love. Some people are homewares and art and good food and wine. Some people are shopping. Some people are courses. Some people are crystals. You know, there's so many things because we are quite impulsive. Um, So it's really important that a healthy type 7 is to learn to be silent, have solitude, and you don't need to distract yourself by being fully used is okay and to to really tap less into the external stimulation you know trust yourself you know you can sit still and meditate or listen to a podcast it's okay you don't need to be going a million miles and what's hard for the 
Type 7 is FOMO. We don't like to miss out on things. We don't. We want to have new adventures. When we see, um, you know, people traveling, traveling all the time, we're like, oh, my God, I wish I was on holidays too. Constantly trying to, you know, fill ourselves up with things that are exciting and new. Um, Pinterest is our friend. We love Pinterest. Um, now, the Type 7, the core motivations for this one is obviously being trapped um, and being deprived and also being trapped in emotional pain as well. We hate that. So our core desires then is, you know, to be satisfied and to be content because we're always trying to chase something. So with that fear, you know, we don't want to be in pain. We don't want to be bored. We don't want to be limited. We don't want to feel trapped. We really want to be satisfied and content, happy you know, unrestrained and free, uh, which is really, really something that I definitely can, I, you know, relate to. Now, the type uh, sevens uh, triad for this one, we are also in the head, the thinking center. What this means is that our dominant emotion is fear and how we respond to that is that we distract ourselves from fear we fear our inner world and feeling that that pain that loss and deprivation and that general anxiety you know we want to just deny deny and distract ourselves and you know we cope with these feelings by filling our stuff with all these things trying to sort of create exciting possibilities um you know, we just want to distract ourselves. A really big thing is, is that like, especially if it's we're at a loss or we've lost someone we care about, it's almost like we try to shut off and not shed those tears and deny or deny that we're anxious. And, you know, especially with panic attacks and stuff like that, we'll be like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. I'm not stressed. I'm not this. It's got to be a physical pain because we don't want to be trapped in that emotional pain. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how when you know your type, like myself that is type seven, and uh, it is, that is exactly how I feel. I don't ever want to feel that emotional pain and I will try to change the subject or avoid it or not want to talk about it. So the type eight, the challenger, the challenger is self-confident. They're bold, direct, decisive, loyal. They can be confrontational, energetic, protective, strategic, but can be impatient. Now, what that means is they're motivated by being self-reliant, strong and independent. They're amazing business leaders. They are wanting to bring justice. They're going to fight for that underdog too because they want to have justice and truth and they have this sixth sense of being able to pick up bullshit which is absolutely amazing um they want to take charge of everything and they want to choose the right cause um course of action as well they're amazing at being able to you know, be that rock and reliability for others, especially. That's why that makes them really amazing leaders because they're, you know, their team members or employees or family members can really rely on these human beings. They really want to protect the weak and develop amazing teams and responsibilities of being able to empower those around them and call people to be their best selves. You know, they aren't afraid to speak up and, you know, seek out conflict, even create it if it's for the greater good. 
they're amazing to have on teams and they're amazing to fight for you if you struggle to you know speak up so the development opportunities for that type eight is you know it can be hard for that type eight to let other people you know in charge or take that lead um you know they really really want to take that lead and they always have that fear of you know being without or you know sacrificing their power um you know to other people that might have good ideas especially business leaders um but many people will look up to you and you know really will want to look out for you as well so being able to identify when people have your best interests you don't always need to be that strong leader and to really cultivate an amazing support network will help you just shine and relax a little bit and you don't need to take charge probably sometimes you're like oh I wish someone would take the wheel but you just can't let go to let that happen so to be able to identify that is really really important and yeah you're an amazing human being and there's so much opportunity for everyone and all the types now for the type eights core motivation their motivation uh, sorry their core fear and desire so their core fear is being controlled and being seen as weak so therefore their core desire is being independent and to protect themselves so with that core fear they don't want to be controlled or harmed or be without they don't want to be powerless weak or be be able to be manipulated and controlled so therefore they want to be self-governed hence why a lot of them are business owners or want to work for themselves with independence and they want to protect those people they care about with the type eight and their triad they are we're moving back to the gut triad that the type one was in which is they have a dominant emotion of anger or rage um and how the eights are they're quite expressive on how they deal with it they they express their anger outwards so what that means is they're going to immediately respond to things that piss them off um especially in a physical way such as raising your voice um, they can be quite forceful as well not physically but they'll really want to get their point across and their argument across because they they give themselves permission to be able to express their their anger physically because it's almost like a way of self-relief they it, it's so therapeutic when you're able to express your feelings and the type eight can do that quite well which is i i really appreciate this so much i have an eight wing but wings are for another day um yeah so eights are amazing at being able to deal with that um that dominant emotion of fear so the Enneagram 9, some of the most beautiful people. Uh, I actually had a coaching session with a type 9 uh, human being yesterday and she is absolutely amazing human being and I have quite a few type 9s in my life and oh, they are just amazing human beings to be around because they're agreeable, easygoing, generous, patient, receptive, diplomatic, open-minded, non-judgmental, empathetic and 
but can be a little bit indecisive. So the peacemaker, they're motivated to have that inner and out of peace and avoid conflict pretty much at all costs. They may have, you know, variations in their personalities where they might be gentle and mild-mannered, but at the same time can be fiercely independent and depending on what their wings are, again, wings are for another day, but, you know, they're going to be non-judgmental, loyal, supportive human beings. Uh, which yeah beautiful beautiful people and they have an amazing gift to be able to accept people for who they are without prejudice and they make people feel understood and loved and they're consistently seeking that relentless pursuit of peace and justice so for the development opportunities for that peacemaker is really being present and inserting yourself in the world around you and paying more attention on that world around you and not drifting out and being in your safe space and just daydreaming. Pay attention and being that active person in your life. You are the superstar of your own life. Romanticize your life. Become more mentally and emotionally engaged with the people around you and recognize you know, you might feel anxious and you might feel, you know, aggression from time to time and being able to express that in a way like through exercise or journaling and it's okay to feel those feels and be able to get those feelings out in a positive way is super important so you don't become so, you know, so uh, passive aggressive and, and being able to increase your awareness of those emotions and even trends in your emotions as well. So that's why it's really important for you to really regulate, you know, those emotions, those diaries that where you can reg- like write your happiness level is super, super helpful for your sign because you know, you know where you are, where you sit and oh, was that really such a bad day or was that just an internal feeling of anxiety and fear? I guess. So with the Enneagram Type 9, the Peacemaker's core motivations, so you have a fear of being separated and being at loss with others and being in conflict with others. So obviously your desire is to be at peace and to live in harmony. You don't want to be in tension. You, you want peace. You don't want to be overlooked. You want to be heard. You don't want people to speak over you when you are trying to get a point across. You want to be heard. So that said, and you wanting to have peace and harmony, it's really important that you know you want that connection and ease with those people and cultivate really beautiful relationships where you feel safe and kind and happy and harmonious. So with that said, the type nine, the last, is still in the gut triad and that is that dominant emotion of anger or rage. So the type nine, they feel threatened by their anger. Um, So you generally try to deny it and, you know, you'll often say, what anger? I'm not angry if someone asks you about your anger because you don't want to rock the boat at all you know at all you you don't want to be that person who's seen as angry so you can generally then become out of touch with those emotions of anger and you know it's really hard for you to really express that type of anger until it explodes sometimes so being able to 
you know, exercise, you know, run, box, journal and really get in touch with those underlying emotions, you know. And I say this for all the three, you know, guts and it is what I studied at uni is that anger is actually a secondary emotion. So why are you angry? Is it because you feel sad? Are you neglected? Are you feel abandoned? You know, has someone physically hurt you? You know, there's so many different ways to see anger. And again, anger is a secondary emotion. So getting in touch with that secondary emotion is super, super, super important. Now your wings. I'm going to jump on that for another day because wings are super important to your type. So they are your main types and your core motivations and fears, but your wings is what we're going to talk about next. And hopefully I have an amazing guest that we can dig a little bit deeper in what the wings are. Now, the wings are super cool and I'll do a little bit explaining what a wing is to get you excited. So essentially the wings are, you know, the two numbers that sit directly or flank your dominant type. So when you are looking at that Enneagram symbol, you will see those two numbers on either side. For example, I'm a seven. So obviously my wings are going to be the six and the eight. So what that means is they work in harmony with your type. So you are going to, you know, pick up those traits. It's just like astrology. When you are on the cusp, you're going to pick up the that next type, like little features of that. Some people have dominant wings and some people are quite balanced. And in the rare case, they might not really lean on their wings at all. Um, and, and hence, that's why sometimes you do get mistyped when you you are doing those assessments online. So it's really important to have a look at what those core motivations, desires and all that are when looking at it. Because when I looked at my wing, I was like, well, I was like, okay, well, my wings are seven, but my core motivations actually fit more within the seven than the eight. And when I had a consultation myself with an Enneagram consultant many, many years ago, I think it's almost like 10 years ago, um, we actually had a look at that and it was because I was thinking of of more of a work mindset versus me as a human being and I lean quite heavily into that eight wing. So therefore, yeah, I was picking that up and that's why, so when you do an assessment online, if you decide to do it without speaking with anyone, have a look at what your wing is as well. If your dominant type doesn't resonate, have a look at your wing have a look at what that wing means and their core motivations and yeah really dig deep and have a look it's so exciting and the Enneagram is a, a better way of knowing yourself at a different level and the the why the why we do things the why we behave a certain way or react it's it's so empowering to get to know yourself a little bit better and when you know yourself a little bit better it's it's so much easier to set goals for yourself because I know for myself it's really hard to set goals if I don't write them down because I am such a scattergun and I want to do a million things like today I'm I'm doing cleaning as well so I'm washing sheets but I've also done groceries so I'm putting that away but my groceries are not put away because I'm getting distracted with my next new thing that's a dopamine level so by being able to write things down and set goals for myself that fit within my Enneagram type to keep me on on the right path is extremely helpful. So I do 
want you to reach out to me. I'm happy to help or point you in the right direction as well. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know it's a little bit of a long one of just me talking about the Enneagram types, but check out the show notes. I'll write all of the links that you can uh, sort of connect either with me or find your type. But honestly, it's so exciting. The online little tests only take about 10 to 15 minutes. But yeah, get to know yourself. You deserve it. You are loved. You are valued. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope you have a beautiful day. 